What up, world? What up, world? What up, what up, what up? Welcome to session 12 of Untherapy. Listen, we got the beautiful ladies with us. Lady J, how you feeling? I'm good. Hey, on Therapy Base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deja Deja, how you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. I'm ready to get it started. Good, good. Angelica, how you feeling? Enlarge and charge. Enlarge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did okay. you hear me say? You said enlarged? What I mean? I said living large and in charge. I definitely heard uh, enlarge and in yeah, charge. I, said, yeah, I, I, I was that. just like, what is that a what does that mean? I'm like, you, I'm like, you never mind for shit. Never mind yeah. for shit. Uh, we keeping three, it. Two, what? No, no, no. Take that out because you can't hear me. Not a, not a chance. <laughs> John, John, <laughs> put in one of them uh old hey y'all. Jelly is enlarged and in charge on therapy days. Whatever right. that means, whatever y'all think it means, that's what she. That's what it means. Streets don't push your words anyway, so it's whatever. Feel, feel your feelings, hey. Shay. Shay, how you feeling? I'm feeling amazing. I can't wait to get into this session, especially with how we just started. <laughs> that's, I don't even know if I want to continue the session where we just started, but around. Uh, listen, yeah, man. And listen, you got yours truly, Coach Ferns. Man, I'm feeling marvelous. I've been. I've been peeping, you know, some shows over the time. And I realized that our parents have had a lot of um, influence in the way we think. You know, sometimes our thought patterns, our thought structures, you know, what we accept and don't accept. But watching a lot of television growing up, I kind of got um, a method of thinking as well. My perspective was helped being shaped by watching stuff like Fresh Prince and The Cosby Show and things like that as far as relationships and dating and things like that. So... Ladies, I want to ask you, has television or watching TV shows or things you used to see on TV back in the day, has it helped shape the way you look at relationships and just life all around in general? Lady J, I'm going to start with you. 100%. So I didn't grow up on too many Black sitcoms. I kind of got into it once I went to an HBCU. I grew up more so on um, Boy Meets World and Lifetime okay. Every mm -hmm. Saturday morning, instead of Saturday morning cartoons, my mom was a Lifetime and Hallmark movie fanatic. So oh, I really too. think that's where I get my dramatics from. Because you ever know <laughs> all the women in Lifetime movies, their reactions to everything is just like, do what I say or death. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's where I get my dramatics from, like, especially when it comes to relationships. But I definitely think that that plays a role. Like I was so hurt growing up watching Boy Meets World when Corey cheated on Topanga. Topanga was my girl. And when Corey cheated and then Topanga took him back, every time I think about relationships, I was like, you know what? Topanga did give Corey a second chance. So maybe this man does deserve it. But then again, I flash forward to other shows I used to watch growing up, like Sex in the City. And then I get my Samantha vibes on. And I was like, replace him. I feel like it does. Well, let me ask you a question. Like, what, what show, let's just take Boy Meets World for a minute. Mm -hmm. That seems to be a show of choice. What exactly stuck out to you as far as relationships with those? Because, you know, there's always interesting dynamics. You had Eric, who loved many women. You had Sean, who had many women. And you had Corey, who might have had one or two girlfriends the whole time. So mm -hmm. what kind of stuck out with you 
about that particular show as far as relationships go? I feel like for me, especially Boy, Me- Boy Meets World, you saw the characters grow. Like there's so right. many seasons you, and you literally see them from like little kids to like liking each other mm-hmm. to actual grown adults outside of college. But then on the flip side, as an adult, I think I got a lot of my concepts about relationships really from a different world. And the first time I watched okay. that was when I was already in college. But like my solidified idea about relationship and what I want because personally Whitley and Dwayne are the best black sitcom television couple to ever hit our TV screens and I'm gonna stand on that because I feel Mm. like the best sitcom ever made I've seen every season every episode about a hundred times each I know it word for word so transferring it to just a different world like in more when I'm an adult I guess you could say everything that Whitley and Dwayne goes through and even everybody on the show I feel like as an adult now it more so relates to me especially them being at HBCU so I really get most of my relationship advice from Whitley and Dwayne I hate to think people mm. that say they're toxic though because I don't think so mm, that's interesting La- ladies uh Shay do you agree you think Whitley and Dwayne is the uh the epitome of the relationships out of uh let's just say black sitcoms because we can be we can do sitcoms all around but uh, I, th- I feel like that's a strong statement but i don't really have yeah. a follow-up with that like i, I was like <laughs> mark so i love their dynamic like she would hold him down even through like the craziest situations um and like i kind of like that in terms of like their dynamics and their personality and being goofy and being free with each other so i like i love that and then if you think about like even like the cosby show and like the huxtable family and bill cosby and claire like just thinking about having like that family structure and how they were both so you know high in their careers but also you know running a household so like I don't think that they're the epitome. They could be, you know, one of the, you know, couples listed. But I think there's a, you know, it depends on what show you're referring to and what kind of dynamic you're referring to um, that really determines, like, what could be the the it couple in sitcom. Now, I have a question for you because Martin and Gina is, is a very good example. Do you think that there are more Ginas in the world or more Martins in the world? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Interesting question. What makes you ask that? Y'all, I've never asked you. It's okay. It's okay. You didn't have to say that out loud, but now that you did. um... (laughs) (laughs) To not know the characters is one thing, but to have never seen it. When you asked that question, I was like, what does that mean? I was like, what do they act like? (laughs) Well, the, the reason I asked that is because you have Martin who has a career in radio, right? You have Gina who has more of a career profession and um, I believe marketing by advertising, right? Then you have situations where you have Martin, who I think after he got fired, he kind of had to get back on feet. Gina was kind of always stable in her career. Martin kind of floated. Now, Martin went from being on the radio to being unemployed, to going to look for himself, to, you know, to buffing floors, to being unemployed, back to, you know, a television show that was on a network that wanted to be syndicated, right? So he kind of had an up and down life. So when I say, are there more Martins and Ginas, um, do you find that women have to hold men down a little bit more while, while they're able and have the flexibility to find themselves or, you know, vice versa or something like that? So that, that's where my question was kind of stemming from. Because in a relationship oh, okay. standpoint, you know, sometimes women end up holding guys down a lot more than vice versa or something like that. So it's just based upon your particular, you know, vantage point. So um, that's what I was asking, Shay. Yeah, 
I think that I don't want to be biased and be like I think women hold men down more so, but I think at this day and age, um, I think it's maybe about equal. Like there are times in some relationships, it you know switches off. You got to be the support for your partner, and then one day your partner needs to be the support for you. Um, so I feel like just in general, I think that a good relationship does that, and then just an overall conversation. I think that we see that men hold hold women down as well when they need to, and then women for men. I think it's an equal. That's a very clean answer. We won't we won't tap too much into that, but I do understand what you're saying. I do I do understand what you're saying. Um, Angelica, how about you? Is there a show that stands out to you? Um, I would say the two aforementioned, but also the Jamie Foxx show. Mm. Mm. More, <laughs> yes. more okay, so okay. because mm-hmm. Jamie like let it be known. Period. Like you, what I want. Like it was never a thing of, oh, I'm trying to be sneaky about it, or I'm trying to talk to you on the side, or you know, I'm really trying to be out here on my Hollywood ish, and then I'll come and talk to you later. Like he let it be known from day one. Like I'm feeling fancy. I want to be with fancy. Okay, Fancy not feeling me now, but when she do, I'm gonna be here. Or even when Fancy get a man, I'm putting, I'm applying pressure. Like it's never not known that Jamie wanted to be with Fancy. And to me, it's right. like that's the kind of energy that I need. I don't want you like trying to hit me up in my DMs and then act like you don't know me when we see each other out in a mutual spot. Like I need to feel the pressure applied when it comes to me because that's also what I saw in my household like it was never like a oh yeah my my parents are cool like I saw my dad adore my mom I saw my dad shower my mom with affection I saw my dad protect and provide for my mom it was never a question right so to me it was just reinforced with that show that hey at the end of the day this is who I want this is who I want to be with and I'm not ashamed of being goofy I'm with you 100% about we want men in relationships where where he got to put his whole his whole chest in it, right? He gotta he gotta love us with his whole chest. So uh, me watching the Jamie Foxx show, I always thought that Braxton was a better fit for Fancy. Like hmm. I've always thought Is that because of their where what background they came from, or because he actually could love her the way that she needed to be loved. Because he could love her the way she needed to be loved. I always thought Braxton was a better fit. Like he was just like together. And that's how he was portrayed. It's like, you know, super square, right? So, and also <laughs> it's funny, my boyfriend's line name is Braxton Q Hartnerbridge, which is so funny because I be thinking I'm fancy. But either way. <laughs> hmm. I see what you, you know, did. This is the only reason why she thinks that they would be better together. But my question <laughs> is, how much together is is he? for her when in theory he and Jamie were roommates so how much more together are you than Jamie if y'all are living together his mindset about what everything I just feel like so I feel like Jamie is a classic in the show he was kind of portrayed as like the classic ladies man meanwhile Braxton was the one that you could take home to your mom and you take to Thanksgiving and things like that Jamie you kind of never know what you're gonna get hmm I guess I can see it, but me personally, it's like Jamie is a ladies man, but Fancy was the lady that he wanted. It's like I can have anybody else in the world, but I want you. And it's not even like my desire for you is wavering 
depending on which woman is in the room, you always going to be the woman that I want. But you keep playing me. So it's like, okay, I'll be with somebody in the meantime, in between time. But as soon as you got time for me, you already know what I'm on. And I don't know, I guess, I, I think also where I'm at in my life, it's almost like you can't judge people necessarily by where they come from or what kind of background they have or, you know, them having everything in the world that you see on your list. It's about, are they willing to put in the work for the relationship? Are they willing to love me the way that I need to be loved? Are they willing to put in the time and effort or are you just checking all these lists? I forget which movie it was, but she went out on a date with this dude and he literally talked the entire time about himself. Like a man. That's the movie? Yeah. Yeah, like this man literally talked the entire time. Made buku money, dressed well, smelled good. And it's like, you have everything that I would want on the list, but you can't love me the way that I need to be loved. So I I think that would be the the difference between Jamie and Braxton in my opinion. I have a question because this comes to a a really, and please, please gather your sitcom. But I have a question, right? (laughs) So Jamie may have been able to love fancy but do you think that he had to put more effort in because fancy was unsure about her decision or or do you think he 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 spent a lot of time trying to convince her that he was the right choice because Uh jamie was clear from the beginning she wasn't so we watched about six or some odd seasons of him having to chisel away at whether it be her heart her ego her vision maybe she just didn't see what she's seen later on but I feel like that, and I and I um I'll save it for them, just them for now. But yeah, do you think that he had to overwork himself because she wasn't ready when he was ready? I feel like, or I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. So although he did have to work overwork in order to convince her, I also feel like if it had been so easy in the beginning, it probably would not have lasted. I just feel like it's like, oh, okay, well, that's what I really wanted, but it was so easy to get. It's not really your reward. It's just going to be like every other woman for him. So I feel like the fact that it took so long for him to get there, and then she saw the amount of effort it took over that amount of time made it more worthwhile for the both of them. Because what, she felt like, oh, I'm sure now because he never gave up. And he felt like, oh, this is really worth it because she's not like every other girl. I, I'm just I'm just torn with that, right? Because are we at the point where she now sees his value or she's running out of options, right? Now, I'm not, I'm not saying she's running out of options where other men won't want her, but we see his effort from the jump. We don't see hers. Right. So she's been she's been getting by on just her looks alone. Right. And like you said, he said from the jump, this is who I want. I don't care who else is in the room. I don't want you. I might meddle or entertain some other women, but it's just you. Her, she had the opportunity to be whoever she wanted, whenever she wanted, however she wanted, and then come back and he was still there. So is is that a problem? Do we see that as a problem? Not just for them particularly, because they ended up married on the show, but do we see that as a problem in real life? relationships that there's there's somebody who is stationary all the time like yo you who i want to be with and you other person gets a chance to meddle around and do what they want until they come to the conclusion like you know what i'm gonna choose them now is that do you find that to be like a fair assessment or is that fair in situations that involve relationships i feel like we see that on shows and in real life because absolutely 
for example, let's let's go go over to uh, Family Matters. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> that's I was I was aiming at next, but you go ahead, you go ahead, you go okay. ahead. Let's Those go over to Family Matters. I can't wait to mention Family Matters. Please do this. Listen, I was like, people mm. talk about '90s relationships or '90s sitcoms mm-hmm. that were toxic, but you can't leave out Family Matters. Oh Laura gosh. Winslow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, like, oh come on gosh. now, Laura Winslow was was literally a city girl before a city girl was even a city girl very true true. like i used to hate so much the dynamic of the relationship like steve was with myra right that's her name myra yes rest in peace to myra because i did hear she died from cancer five years ago but (laughs) yeah that was like 97 it was like huh? 97. That was like 97. Damn. Okay, over yeah, a decade. <laughs> I wasn't trying to age this. I just wasn't trying to age this. God rest her soul, though. <laughs> but no, so Family Matters is the most toxic show in the world. Steve was in love with Myra. Allegedly. Yes. Allegedly, right? Laura never wanted Steve when he was Steve Ur- Urkel. Never. Right. Never. Like, she wanted no parts. Like, no parts. Not even, she didn't even want to give him a hug, nothing. It was just like, uh, this annoying nerdy guy. But soon as he became Stefan, flip of the light switch. Now yep. she wants him. She didn't care about Myra, nothing like that. I'm like, if Laura's not toxic, I don't know who is. And what I hated about the show is that Myra was always so willing and open to take Steve back. She knew he had this crush on Laura that was kind of like, it's something he couldn't get over. But I do believe that a lot of people, when they're dating someone, even though that might be like the person for them and the person that it just makes the most sense, right? It, it aligns. I think in the back of a lot of people's mind, kind of like Steve, he always had his eye on the one girl he couldn't get. Mm-hmm. No matter how good his relationship with Myra was, no matter how good of a girlfriend, how attentive, because we all saw she was a perfect girl for him. But it was just that right. one thing. It's like, I and I really think it's like him never being able to pull Laura that he still felt like he had to do it to prove a point. But it's crazy because he had to completely alter himself to be, mm. to be able to pull her. She, he wow. couldn't pull her as Steve. He had to be Stefan and mm. able to pull her, which to me was heartbreaking. And I mean, yeah. it also showed how shallow her character really was because a lot of people do idolize her character. And I hated it because to me, it just highlighted how shallow she was to me was like watching shallow how but in a black sitcom like i hated yeah, it yeah it's it, it, well there's a there's a there's a little bit of a plot twist here right mm-hmm. because steve ended up marrying laura right so this this goes back but also i think laura was taught laura was somewhat toxic possibly and steve was somewhat toxic as well because okay. he told myra he said i love laura he said now nah, i'll be with you but if she ever comes calling, I'm going right back over here. Mm-hmm. So he told Myra that from day one. And Myra said, well, Myra said to herself, I'm going to love him away from Laura. Well, that never happened. As they got older, Steve and Laura ended up getting engaged. And Laura actually had a decision to make because Steve somehow, and this is where the story gets weird. Steve cloned himself into Stefan and Steve at the same time. And they both proposed to Laura. And Laura ended up choosing Steve. Now, 
back to what we were talking about before, Steve has always wanted Laura based upon always. what they said. Always. Yeah. Laura didn't want him to he turn his stuff on. Then we turned the stuff on and she didn't like his attitude. She wanted Steve back. Then when Steve mm-hmm. got back, she didn't want him, even though she knew that that was the same person as Stefan to a degree. So it was, she admired Steve's heart, but she didn't want him externally. Right. Mm-hmm. Stefan had a, when he first got there, Stefan had a, a bad heart, but she admired his external features. Are you going with the guy that will do anything to make you happy? Or are you going with the guy that just makes you happy externally? So I don't want to generalize and say like all women, because I don't want it to sound like I'm saying we're shallow, but I do believe just as human beings, not just as women or men, just as human beings, we all have, is urges the right word? Urges or whatever, whatever the right word is, maybe instincts, I don't know. Attraction? Attraction, maybe it's attraction. I think we're all attracted to a certain thing and I could see a man from across the room, right? And I could know if I was single, I could know that he is, I could just know he's a dog. I could just know he's horrible. I could just know about how badly he's treated women in the past. But it's always like for me in past relationships, it's always in the back of my mind that like, no matter how much I know about him, this external person I see, I'm really interested in him and I'm still going to go for it to see what happens because maybe I'm the one that's going to be different for him. Right. So I can't lie. Um, though I'm happy with where I am currently, I do know men in the past that have tried to pursue me, which hands down, I believe they would have been a great fit if I wasn't so shallow with my, um, with my way of thinking. And honestly, all right. So he follows me on Instagram (laughs) story time. He follows me on Instagram and he actually listens to the podcast because he told me. Um, A couple years ago, five years ago, I went on a date with this guy um, Mm -hmm. when I was living in New York. Um, It was nice. We went to restaurant movies. He was younger than me. He was like four years younger than me, which was mad weird. And I wasn't into it. And he, he, he was well off. He had funds. He drove, he... I forgot, he drove like some expensive BMW back in the day. So basically all the criteria of like the inside matched with what I wanted, but the outside wasn't there yet. Fast forward, man, he just got his girl a Maserati. And then I thought to myself, if he wasn't, I was like, Jay, if he wasn't so shallow, you could have been the girl getting a Maserati. So I think we all make decisions that we feel is best for ourselves in the time when things happen, right? But looking back, I, I could honestly say I've been extremely shallow with a lot of people I've dated. And I've definitely overlooked people who I probably should have gave a better chance to, but because of external features and it doesn't have to do anything with like how, how they look, because the guy I'm talking about, he's super attractive. It was just a hype for me. I was like, if you're not six, five and above, it's a dub. So. Oh man. Oh man. I'm, 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 I'm oh, like, I'm like five six. I'm like I can't be dating no man that's five. Oh, so I feel like it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say six feet or something. You said I'm five six. You gotta be at least nine to eleven inches taller than me. I'm definitely not. You bring up an interesting point. You know what I mean? Because we all the examples we've heard about so far, almost with the exception maybe the first one. Um, no, all the examples we've heard thus far is about men trying to pursue women. 
and they just not either being ready or you know not seeing the value or maybe the man doesn't have the value at the point that they're looking for but we see a lot of men pursuing so i'm interested to hear um what deja deja is about to say i'll give you a sitcom but i was more of like a movie like i guess resonate more with like the the 90s movie don't say love jones please don't say love jones (laughs) okay so listen so (laughs) of my choice Uh i would say sister sister right Ooh, that's a good more more of my speed i guess you can say i was more that age when that was like happening um so you talking me old i'm not understanding what's happening here i'm just saying i guess a different world was like out way before i guess i was even like really quickly watching it so by the time i watched i was older but sister sister was something that kind of like was already like growing with us i guess you could say okay in terms of relationships, right? Seeing the dynamic of the twins when, I really like the older episodes, right? When they got older and started like dating. And mm-hmm. when they finally, I guess, settled down with Jordan and- Tariq. Tariq. Yeah, Jordan mm-hmm. and Tariq. I, what I guess I liked about the relationship was that they were given like, not the opposite, but what they needed, right? So you had Tia, who everything was to a T, Yada 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 yada. You know, like everything was planned out. She knew what college, right, right. getting A's, and then you Tyreek, right? And it's like, okay, good guy, but he's not checking none of her boxes, right? I think at the time, I don't even think he was in school. He was older, you know, had more of an edge to him, but all in all, treated her well, right? So then they had that dynamic. Then you have Tamara and Jordan, where Tamara was never really knew what she wanted to do with her life you know, just went to school, really no plan, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have Jordan that was good in school, planned to go to college, um, you know, kind of kept them, kind of kept Tamara on her toes in terms of, well, if you're going to be with me, you know, that's Tamara started getting herself together. Um, what I guess I liked about them and their dynamic was how they fed off of each other. So there was moments when, I don't think T ever judged Tyreek for not living the life that she lived, but she then pushed him to do those things. And he appreciated that and still strived for that. I think it was season, I forget what season it was, but he actually like went back for his GED and, you know, like just started going down a better path now that he had somebody that he kind of had to match, if that makes sense. And then same with um, Tamara. Tamara wasn't even thinking about college, had no need for it and started dating Jordan. And it's like, okay, I have to step my cookies up. So I would just kind of say like seeing the mixed dynamic of the opposites that work, I wouldn't say that they had a lot of struggle in the relationship, unlike some of the other sitcoms, you know, that we were talking about. Um, which I guess might be why I liked it. But so if I had to pick a sitcom, it would be Sister, Sister for me personally. So I had to ask you something about those because <clears throat> those are very, that's a very interesting choice and I love it. But they have weird dynamics that may not be visible to the eye automatically. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, do you feel like Tia's um, thought pattern toward Tariq 
was problematic. And then I'll go back to Tamara and Jordan in a minute. But do you think Tia's thought pattern towards Tariq was somewhat problematic? When you say what type of thought pattern are you saying that she had? Well, I remember I remember when they first met, I believe he was working with her father, right? He was like an a engineer or something, maybe like an engineer, but he was like a mechanic or something like that. And yeah. she worked, he worked in her, her dad's garage. And then they found out that he went to jail before mm. um, when he was younger, we had some problems. And Tia was more of a straight line, a student type of person. Mm. Um, and it took some time to chisel away at some of the things with them, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. or um, it could have been the other one. But Tia was put into, God just happened to favor Tia to bump into her sister into a mall. But prior to that, Tia didn't have the most amazing life. She may have been a great student, but she was blessed to be able to live a life of luxury later on in life because she had a sister. Right. So, so her normal life didn't look the way it looked when she met Tariq. So she's looking at Tariq in her new life as somebody different than she was, you know what I mean, normally now. Not saying she wouldn't reach there later on in life, but how it was written was she met him, you know what I'm saying? But this is when she was living with um, uh, Ray and all of them. So she met him at a, at a, when she was in a better place. Right. Right. And he ended up, like you said, getting the GED and stuff like that. But he was a working man at the time. He just had a few strikes to get him socially and from society and stuff like that. So um, if when we if we look at Tia, you know, the way she is, as opposed to the way she was, do you find those type of situations problematic when um, when you your perspective is based on what you see from a person? Like you said, he had a GED or he I don't think he was working on his GED at the, at the time. No, not but he began, to, yeah. So he began to to work his way towards that later on. But she didn't really have all her stuff together. She was just put into a blessed situation, even though you could say it may not have been as blessed because you know she was a foster child and stuff like that. But um, she was put into a blessed situation where she could thrive better, and he didn't necessarily have the same um, resources she had. So do you find it to be problematic to look at him any differently um, when that could have really been her? I guess that's a, to say problematic, I think that's a strong word. I think it was new. I think it was something that she had to learn. Like you stated, so her previous life could have been a lot different, right? right and right, right. was different to an extent, but yes. he still never experienced it, right? So she doesn't even know what life could have been like prior to, you know, post not have metting, you know, the Campbell side, you know, of everything. So yeah. I think in her mind, I think she operated on how she is and how life should be and trying to stay in that straight line. And I think when she met Tyreek, it completely shifted her mindset on people in general, like so right, right. many have different walks and doesn't mean that they're bad people. Um, it's just different you know different strokes for different folks and I think that because I mean let's be honest remember Ray didn't even want Tia even this this also stemmed off of the family right Ray didn't want Tia to be with Tyreek and Ray had nothing against Tyreek but he was like no he's just not for you you know like Mm -hmm. you're good and that's kind of what made her dive into it deeper because like why is he not, you know, he's been respectful. And even for Tyreek, he was hesitant at first for even messing with Tia because he knew 
the type of girl that she was, right? Straight, straight and narrow path. Right, right. He didn't want to mix business and pleasure, you know, all of that. But I think it was just a new territory for both. So, I mean, problematic, I guess, if you want to call it that, then sure. Um, but I would say if I had to give her a rating, I think she did a pretty good job of learning and adapting and not really judging post those like initial couple, you know, meetups, like, oh boy, I, she eventually dropped that because he showed that that's not his MO, you know, but Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, in the beginning it's judging as most do. Yeah, I got to throw a little wrench in there for you, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's let's include when they were both dating Roger, right? Okay. So 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 we have a, a similar narrative <laughs> as men chasing uh, women, or men in these sitcoms chasing the girl that they've always wanted. Now, of course, Roger, when he see that she had a twin sister, he wanted both of them um, because I guess they both look alike. But his intentions somewhat were always clear. Um, so I wonder, I wonder if that's a common theme in, in, in majority of, um, these sitcoms, especially that you have the girl who, you know, is willing to make, she has, she has the ability to make her decisions freely and stuff like that, but then the men have to chase. It's, it's, I don't know. How do you, how do you feel about the Roger situation? Um, I think with the Roger situation, like, the couple of the other episodes. I think, and I'll say this, not majority of women, you know, but I will say a lot of women at some point will give in to the man that does keep trying, right? Like if you have, not sympathy, that's a bad word. I don't want to say that. You have a thought, right? And a woman as a man, you're like, dang, what if I am blocking something, right? Like he's been trying, he's persistent. Okay, give him a chance, right? Depending on what and how that person is trying to, I guess nowadays shoot their shot as the kids would say, Mm -hmm. determines on how you walk into it in terms of giving a chance, right? So I think with the Roger situation, Roger was comfortable. Roger always treated them with respect. Roger got a little glow up, you know what I'm saying? And then they were Mm -hmm. like, let's test the waters. As young kids, he was the neighbor. He was the annoying neighbor, the younger neighbor, the younger boy, you know, like, and dating wasn't in their mind those first couple of, you know, seasons until they got older. But though Roger was there and always an option and always trying, yes, but I think it was something that clicked in their mind that said, okay, you know what, maybe I can give this a chance. I don't necessarily think that they gave Roger a chance out of sympathy. I don't, I forget exactly what happened in those episodes that led to them. You had to glow up, like you said. <laughs> probably just glow up. That yeah. ended up trying Roger, but I do remember if I remembering correctly because I haven't watched it in a while but I do remember at some point there was like one of them started first I think it might have been Tamara actually started trying to give Roger play first and Mm -hmm. Tia was like okay but what about me you know and Roger like well I I could do both you know like yeah absolutely live in the same place let's do it um but I think it was just a comfortability thing I think God have a 
not a score sheet, but like they'll try, like, you know, and they're going to get that winning ticket, you know, that wicked winning lottery and they'll try and they will score it off. Not in a bad sense, but I'm saying like, hey, there's no way he was going to have Tamara and not Tia. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like Lady J say, spin the block. See what happens. Mm-hmm. But, see. <laughs> so going off of like the sitcoms, right? Mm-hmm. So like I said, I didn't really, you know, resonate with too much. of. I'm not, I like the shows, but in terms of like really diving deep into them, I didn't really do that the way that I did maybe with like the movies, right? I guess this is so cliche, but like love and basketball, right? I just- Oh God, I'm out of here. Oh, <laughs> I'm out of here. movie ever made. I'm out of here. Let me, no. let me hear what you got to say first, but let me just say, oh my gosh. But Talk to me, talk to me. Cliche or not, movies like Love and Basketball and like my favorite Think Like a Man, um, think like a man too, you know, those type of movies and everything. I think they go into relationships differently than I feel like the sitcoms, right? Like I think right. the sitcoms for most of them had a lot of the men on a chase, right? For mm-hmm. the beautiful black queen. Then when you go into the movies, it's kind of the opposite, right? Like the men may be on the chase. Most of the time they had them, let them go or played them, you know, and spun the block, or it's the woman, as most, I don't really get why, but most Tyler Perry movies, it's the woman completely having to shift what she wants in a man to have a man, right? So I guess the question I want to start up is, why do you guys think in Black movies, right, like Love and Basketball, Think Like a Man, that it's portrayed that the black woman, right, has a list and this list is unattainable and she gets basically a man completely opposite from her quote unquote list. Not saying her list is bad, not saying the man is bad, but why do you think that they have to keep showing like basically humbling women? Mm. Mm. I, I need I need a particular movie because this, I'm my, my brain digitally thinking of all the movies. I'm getting too many scenarios. So give me a couple movies to think about because I think like just like sitcoms, it, it depends on the relationship we want to focus on. Like if you look at Family Matters, you can talk Laura and Steve and you can talk Harriet and Carl. Then you can talk Fletcher and, and uh, Grandma. Then you can talk Eddie and then you can talk Waldo. So you can get, depending on which one you focus on, you'll get a different dynamic. So if you give me a particular movie or a few movies to choose from, I might be able to analyze it a little bit better. But my brain is giving me way too many movies right now. I was going to say, can you rephrase the question? Yeah. Okay. So I'll use think like a man. Okay. Okay. So, okay. I, I'm still going to probably do think like a man. Okay. Okay. I'm with it. I'm with it. We had a couple of relationships throughout there. Let's right, start right. with the one that Angelica used the example of. I forget her name. She was Taraji. Uh, Taraji. And she had a list of a man. She's highly successful, you know, has her own money, et cetera, et cetera. Looking for the same thing in the guy, right? And ends up falling for, I don't want to say a project, but you get what I'm saying. He's trying to build himself, right? Not a lot of money. Trying to impress her with the things that he doesn't have, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They get, show us an example in the movie. She sits down. She sees the guy that she used to have entanglements with that has everything she's looking for, right? But yet, 
they humble her down with a man that was nowhere, I guess, in her quote league. Oh, I got an answer for you. Just let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Cool. I remember a few sessions ago, Shades spoke about um, on a Nah, I'm Out episode and session about people who were narcissistic. So she, he may have had all the qualities externally um, that she wanted, but he was a complete narcissist. He had no intentions of getting to know her and things like that. The other gentleman who seemed to be um, not in her league financially had everything else though. He was attentive to what she wanted. He could cook, he was thoughtful. You know, he had every other quality. So the question now is, what's more important on your list? Is it the external factors? Because Morris Chestnut had all of those. But internally, he was full of, I would, I, the garbage is a bad word, but for her, it was garbage. Whereas um, Michael, uh, Michael Ely had uh, externally, she liked what he looked like. The only problem was his finances. So it's really about what's more important on your list. So I don't know if it was a fact of humbling her or her choosing the lesser option, because I think that Michael Ely checked off more things on her list than the other gentleman. Um, but that's just my personal opinion, looking at it. But I think that's the question Deja is raising is like, okay, another example, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, girl went from living in a mansion to dating the, the truck driver that helped move her out. Like, yes, there are qualities that are better about the individual, but I think the question, correct me if I'm wrong, Deja, is mm -hmm. why is there not more movies about having it all in one person as opposed to, oh, I got to pick. I got to compromise. Like, I can't have the, the multi-million dollar man that is kind of thoughtful and wants to do everything about me. I have the multi-million dollar man and the man that is kind of thoughtful about me doesn't come with the financial package that I want. Well, I got a good answer for you too. Why was she moved out of the mansion? I feel like it's not realistic in real life. But why, I, why was she moved out the mansion though? Because it wasn't out. because it wasn't hers. He had the money, not her. That's why she was moved out of the mansion. So it, if we look at a lot of these situations, like I said, I understand what, what they're just saying. I understand what you're saying is why doesn't all of that come plus the money? But a lot of these times, these people have been put into a great situation. These people sometimes ain't got the bread themselves. Taraji P. Henson was probably the only one in that group as far as the women was concerned that was of that stature financially. Everybody else was just doing okay or, or doing, doing pretty good. But she was the only one that was top tier. So... It really depends on those situations, but um, I think there are situations if you look at like, why did I get married? A lot of those men were doing great. A lot of the women weren't. So, you know, it, it really depends on, 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 on what we're looking at. But I do understand what you're saying, Deja, but I think that there are enough examples of men um, getting to it too. I just think you'll find a few here and there where you, the guy may have not been making as much as the woman. And if she's making, if you're making a hundred thousand and she's making 300,000, well, dang, you was doing good for yourself until you met her. So, you know. I think where, I think, I get what you're saying, but I do think what, I guess I'm trying to gear more towards, right? Is when mm -hmm. these movies and shows, specifically more movies, it seems to be a reoccurring theme that the woman 
on the end of the relationship is the being humbled one. And by humbled, I mean, if she has a list as narcissistic as her list could be, right? She's not getting that, right? And yes, I do get, you do have to take a reality check into what you are looking for. And we, I also get it's movies, right? They're going to give you the extreme ends of spectrums. But <laughs> it, a lot of shows and movies, it is the woman getting the struggle side of it all, right? Let's even look at the game. We all know the game. And <laughs> Melanie ain't did nothing to my dog, Derwin. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And yes, she decided to stick around. It still is just showing that struggle love. I feel like the only, not the only movie, but one of the movies, I guess, that shows it spinning the opposite, right? Um, would be like maybe The Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. She was the underdog, you know, found out she was having cancer, yada, 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 and then found a good man that really wanted to be with her. And she couldn't believe it, right? Like, you want to be with me? And he was way above anything she could have asked on her list, but the entire movie was him wanting to be with her. Or even Jill Scott in um, Why Did I Get Married? I mean, she's still a meme to this day. I'm going to go up the mountain and go save my husband, right? That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy, the way you was treated, right? It took visible struggle love on women's end to then pull around and can get a man. I just think it's just interesting seeing the dynamic of how movies and shows go versus on the men's side. I just don't think it's as much struggle. I guess it depends on the movies. We I guess it depends on the perspective on the movie, right? Because each movie presents a different level of perspective. I do understand what you're saying about um, Jill Scott, right? Um, but I, I just, I do understand. Let me just say this. I understand what you're saying yeah. as far as the woman struggle. But I think I think it's usually even. It just depends on who's looking at it, right? If, why did I get married? There's probably just as many bads uh, as there are goods for women and vice versa for men. If you look at Tyler Perry's wife and who he was married to and why I get married, he had to struggle for his wife's attention. Right. But we'll focus more on Jill Scott because she he told her to go buy another seat on a plane because she was too big. You know what I'm saying? We'll focus on, you know, Jill Scott, but we'll ignore um, Angela. You know what I mean? Cheating on what's her name, giving him a sexually transmitted disease. You know what I mean? We'll, We'll forget those moments because it's more magnified on the side of Sheila. So it really depends on on what we're looking at when we watch these movies. I mean, I'm sure, especially in sitcoms too, you'll find a a plethora of examples of relationships. It just depends on the ones that we connect more. Um, Lady J earlier was talking about Whitley and and Dwayne, you know what I mean? But before he liked Whitley or before he was really going home about Whitley, he was going home about Denise, you know what I'm saying? So depending on your, your scope and, you know, what you're wired to see sometimes, it can really change your perspective, especially in these movies. Why I get married? You had Kevin Hart crying over his ex-wife, you know, in the bathroom because you know she was taking him for alimony and stuff like that. Whatever it is, you you have a lot of different examples of relationships. It really depends on how you're wired and what you want to see from it. Do you all think that a lot of these shows and movies would do better or would get as much audience as they do 
if the woman wasn't put in the position that we're like fighting for a relationship. And why I say that, because a lot of the shows that we do watch in movies, like Why Did I Get Married? I love that movie only because she finds a new man. Like the only reason I watch it is because Sheila finds a new man and all this other stuff, right? right I feel right. like if the tables were turned and Baldy, whatever his name is in the movie, <laughs> was the one that was in Shield's position, I probably wouldn't have watched it because then it doesn't resonate to me anymore and I can't relate. I feel right, like right. some scripts and movies are scripted the way they are because those things emotionally tug on our our emotions as women. Like it's mm. it, we resonate. Now I can't resonate with old girl who got the STD because I don't know anything about that life. However, thank God, thank God, thank God. But thank God. like the Sheila situation, I'm like, dang, she really loved this man, and he really treated her bad. But I feel like that's just tugging on our on on our heartstrings that we relate. So we're going to go watch these movies. We're going to support these shows. But I feel like men don't really look at it the way we do. Because if why did I get married was focused on a man and not a one the men and not women, I don't think it would have been a box office hit like it was. Mm -hmm. mm, but do you think they will focus on men i mean focus on women as opposed to men or do you feel like it just depends on what you connect with because while you're looking at sheila while that was a very well that was a very strong um scene that happened you know i was watching the, the janet situation closely i was watching the, the tyler perry situation closely and i was watching the market situation closely you know um and then when sheila got a new husband i watched that closely so, you know, I kind of I kind of analyze it from a man's perspective and a woman's perspective to the best of my ability, because 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 if you look at the Sheila situation, does Sheila get saved? Does Sheila end up with the guy that she should have been with who values her more? Because when we look at um, why I get married too, now you have a situation where Sheila's man um, doesn't have a job anymore and she has to go <laughs> and try to make something work on his behalf. And he didn't like what she did. It, it really it really depends on the outlook. I mean, I do understand what you're saying. I think that um, women are sometimes are portrayed as, you know, the weaker vessel and they got to take a lot in these situations. But I think there's a balance of enough to where I think both sides, um, as far as men and women, can get something from it. No, I definitely agree. Because I'm like, as we're talking, I'm like trying to go through the director's shows in my mind to see yeah. what else can be compared. I'm like literally trying to go through them. See, I think I, I think that a lot of times we're caught up on, we get caught up on the, the younger couples, you know what I mean? Or the couples in 40, 40 and under. But we don't look at the older couples, the Harriets and the Carls, right? To me, that's a more realistic relationship that I can view and see. Right. The disgruntlements that they have about little things in the house, you know, him maybe forgetting to set up anniversaries, um, him moving his mama in the house, you know, um, having children and having a son out in the streets, having a daughter out in the streets who like boys. And you got a different boy coming in your house every other month because of Laura. You know what I'm saying? Like those to me are more realistic situations than a, maybe a Will Smith and Elisa. Like uh, my wife and they're not super yes. old, but my wife and kids are like yeah. the Bernie Mac show because it's mm -hmm. like legit stuff that you would probably go through in your relationship mm -hmm. once you reach that stage that yep. people are probably not thinking about. Like, okay, 
I hate to say this, but I think it's more common for people to focus on infidelity because it happens at every stage in life right. as opposed to focusing on things that happen in marriage because there are some people that never reach that status. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you Good sell? Point. The things that everybody can relate to as opposed to certain certain things that culturally or age-wise some people are just not in the mental headspace to reach like I remember one episode of Bernie Mac where Wanda he he told Wanda that she was boring and she literally just started (laughs) acting weird like weirdest I don't know what just trying to like show him like oh yeah I could be fun or oh you uh talking to your assistant like do you think she's uh, more fun than me you hanging out with the guys all the time do you mm-hmm. not see me as your best friend and he's like I I'm acting the exact same way that I've acted since we've been together mm-hmm. just you like to go to bed earlier now and I'm not right. saying that I don't love you or I don't enjoy being around you but you're not the same person that you were when we got together and I'm pretty sure there are people whether they're new in their relationships or 50 years into their marriages that can experience that but would a 21 year old that's still going to after party number three be thinking about that probably not so it's that's probably why you don't see as many movies slash shows that are still talking about those things yeah you're right and if you look at it like it's way it's way more fun to look at steve Myra, and laura you know what i'm saying because you look at junior um junior king and um jamie's aunt you know what I mean? Where she's trying to run a business and he's trying to cut corners to save money. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people and go people, to the racetrack. Exactly. He get gambling issues. And you know what I mean? Like, these are things that we can relate to, you know, um, makes more sense from either watching our family, our parents, our uncles, our grandparents, things like that. Because um, I haven't really been through the things that Steve has been through. I never had to chase a girl for 20 years. I, just, I don't know what that means. Like, I, it's not relatable. <laughs> if you don't catch them in the first in the first couple of days, that's it. You move to somebody else. Not the like, first I don't, couple of days. Yeah, I mean, you, you think about it. You got you got my you got um Myrtle Urkel chasing Eddie, and like these are not things that we normally they're entertaining and they're great for conversation, but it's ain't things that we're going through. I've never chased somebody, and much less my attention span is like a YouTube video. If you don't catch me in the first three minutes we done for like yeah yeah i mean like i said it's great for conversation but as far as (laughs) us really being there like topanga and Corey, like we were talking about you were talking about earlier yeah that's an amazing example because when she had the frizzy hair when she was a little bugged out when she was younger they don't want no parts of her she she straightened her hair a little bit came back she had the the kylie jenner lips and all that kind of stuff everything changed whole new person but he's still cheating on her at the lounge but you know whatever (laughs) i'm not over that like one thing about me i don't let nothing go so i see (laughs) i see i'm gonna hate Corey for life because he had to do topanga like that yeah it's 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 those little things and but those are real situations that people deal with you know what i mean do you take someone back when they've when they've broken your trust? Like, how do you start retrusting somebody again? Like, what's the steps that they're taking towards earning your trust back? And can you really forgive them personally? So these are like real situations. Um, you know, I love, I've never, for some reason, I can never get with Love and Basketball. I don't know what it is. I know it's everybody's favorite movie, but it's something it's about so that It's just so problematic. Movie. Like, 
like the whole oh I'm gonna cheat on you because you couldn't stay with me late at night after my daddy cheated on my mama and oh okay I'm about to get rid of my fiance after one game of basketball and oh I I quit basketball (laughs) to become a banker even though I can't wear heels like bro oh lord see I don't listen it's I cringe every time somebody brings up Love and Basketball and Best Black Movies. Like, I cringe. (laughs) I feel like there's no depth to it. Like, I understand why people like it on surface level, but I hate that movie. Like, there's a couple of Black movies that I think are problematic, but Love and Basketball is really number one for me. I'm like, play me for your heart, all that type of stuff. I'm like, so you mean to tell me... I got to wait for you to go through everything you got to go through to finally realize that I'm the one that's supposed to be with you. Like, I can't do that. And I feel like anyone who thinks the storyline is okay, that's problematic. Like, there's no love in that. It's like love shouldn't have to be synonymous with pain in relationships. Like, and I seen some meme about that on Twitter the other day. Like, you shouldn't have to go through the ringer to determine if someone is for you. Like, I feel like there can be a good relationship hmm. without you going through the ringer. And love and basketball, the reason why I don't like it is because that girl, she went through the ringer. Like, she had to go through A, B, C, D, E for him to spend the block on her. And I didn't like that. I'm just like, come on. Now. And it seemed like she was begging him too. Like, yes. you cheated on me. You left me. But now I'm chasing you. What? Ain't no way. Wait, wait, guys. Wait, wait, wait. Ladies, ladies. No wait a second. Wait a second. We're going to say Jamie Foxx put his all out for fancy all of this earlier. <laughs> and then we're going to say, that she had to go through hoops for him and we got a problem? Thank you. Thank you. This is the difference. There's a difference between trying to woo someone and trying to win over somebody that did you wrong. Like if I've never been in a relationship with you, there's nothing for me to overcome, right? I'm just trying to convince you. But for someone to have done me wrong and now I'm chasing them, to me, it's problematic because it's like, where is your sense of work? Like, I feel like there's just nobody else out there that I got to go back to somebody that doesn't even feel remorseful for what they did. They feel justified. But because now I'm in my feelings because I'm around them, I need to go, quote unquote, play them for their heart. How does that make any sense? So wait, the way you said hate, like, okay, towards the end, she tried definitely tried to get what she wanted. Yes. But when you look at the whole movie, like, <laughs> like they were just friends, you know, and there was a spark. And then, you know, after that, that they started dating before they broke up. What ringer did she go through in the hard beginning? Like he wasn't, I guess he didn't look at her at that type because he, she was always a neighbor, you know, then she showed up to the, the ball or whatever, looking like a snack. And then he said, oh, snap, like my neighbor. But where was the ringer at that in the beginning? Like, what? Just say that's your favorite movie. Just say it. I'm I'm saying saying the same effort Jamie Foxx went through is the same effort that that, that she was putting up, right? Now I get the. That's not the same. No, no, no. See, we're trying to make it different because the effort is the same. The effort is the same. Now, whether there was more hurdles to get over, Okay, I would say that, but we talking about effort 
if you look at Jamie Foxx from the beginning to the end, that's effort. My boy dressed up as Tarbash to ruin her wedding, to make sure she doesn't marry somebody else. If that's not effort, I don't know what is. When we talk about that effort, effort, we need to talk about Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade showed up to Whitley's wedding to My win. Point. That's effort. That's, effort. Dwayne that's Wade the same thing as effort. effort. Yeah, but, so Monica did the wrong thing? She wanted her man. So she played what she knew could get My her. point what? exactly. No, no. The, the only... The only thing that I don't like about the situation is that it's like you're you're going back to a, a situation that, okay, yeah, we saw you married and had a kid and your husband supporting you on the sideline, but why am I, I just find it problematic for me to go back to someone that cheated on me, never apologize. Like I'm going back to the cheater. How is that quote unquote love, the idealism of love that I'm coming back asking somebody that's already with somebody to cheat again on that person to be with me when they cheated on me originally. Exactly. Like, to me, if I was to think of a Black movie outside of sitcoms that equal <clears throat> joint equal effort of two people who weren't together that really deserve to be together, for me, it would be Brown Sugar. 100%. Like, that's a perfect relationship. Recap that one for me, because I don't remember it. Brown oh. Sugar? Okay, so long story short, he was a music exec and basically her, the guy and the girl in the movie, they were friends for a very long time. They dated other people. The girl was even at the bridal shower for the guy. Long story short, they had this undeniable connection that they just couldn't let go of. Like they dated different people. They try to be supportive of different people and their relationships, but they just had this undeni undeniable connection, right? But- it came together when they both put in the equal effort to be together, essentially. So I agree with Jelly with the love and basketball reference. Like she shouldn't have had to go through all of that. Like, it's like saying, cheat on me, but I still want you. So let me show you why I'm still good enough, even though you already cheated on me. I'm like, why do that to yourself? Why devalue yourself even further? Exactly. Right, but she put but she but she I put her him for like seven years. Like, didn't he cheat their first year of college? Yeah. But she cheat. I'm not saying that cheating is okay, but y'all make it seem like she chased him since then. Like they did disconnect, didn't speak for what, maybe five years. And as soon as she saw him, it wasn't even like, okay, let's be realistic, Beijing. They broke up. Soon thereafter, she went to uh, an overseas European league. So it was like out of sight, out of mind. I'm playing basketball. Basically, as soon as she got back to the United States in their hometown, she saw this man and was like, oh, dang. I can't wait to get back with him. Oh, he got a girl? Oh, dang. Oh, they get married? Oh, dang. I guess I better get some for the, for the wedding. No, nah, no, nah, I can't go out like that. Come play me for your heart. Girl, what? Listen, man, she, she, she want what she wants. More power to her, but I don't. That that is the reason why I don't feel like that resonates with me in terms of black love or the ideal of black love. Because I just can't, I can't resonate with. Oh, let me go try and grab a man that ain't never apologized for to me for the wrong that he did. Right. Mm. So I, don't think, I didn't say I don't think it was the epitome of black love. I'm just saying, like in terms of. I think I was using that as an example in terms of just the movies of 
somewhat of the woman not getting exactly what she wanted and somewhat being humble. In that sense, it was a different humbling, you know, with the cheating, <laughs> having to score 10. Because remember, let's be honest, if we're talking about the little checkup game, she lost. Sis lost. She did. She did. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, whatever, play me for three or whatever. She lost. They should have parted ways. He should have married Tyra Banks. And she should have went back to her office job clicking keys, right? But you're right. Consider what he did a chase too towards the end, like playing advocate now. Like, <laughs> very good, Deja. Very good. That was well, well orchestrated. Very good. <laughs> Coach, stop it. You don't even believe that. No, nah, I do. She's right. She's right. Remember, he wasn't remember. even that enthusiastic about that. Oh, we're organized. We'll we'll Listen. set up. <laughs> Listen, what? But that was amazing spin you just did, Deja. Because at the end, she lost the game, and she still got what she wanted. So he had to initiate that because she had no she had no ground to stand on. That was the ultimate chase he did Boom. because the game Boom. was done. He didn't chase. He opened the door. She well, he was knocking. He door. opened the door. He ran to the door. Okay. Listen, we could talk about black sitcoms all night. Is there is there one person out of all these sitcoms? Because these sessions unfortunately have to come to a close sooner or later. But is there one person that each person has out of these sitcoms that was the most problematic? Shay, how do you feel? Most problematic. In your mind, like you know, you can see that something about them has the highest level of toxicity and you'd hope that you didn't go through that as a person hmm. if you want i can start it off when we start it off yeah you started off go cool ahead. i'm gonna say theo i'm gonna say theo huxtable right hmm. he's probably one of the most problematic my man was dating justine his entire for forever and every chance he got to see another girl he would try it mm-hmm so I'm going with Theo because he being there like, yo, I'm a dad. I met the girl in my dreams. Your dad's like, yeah, you're dating Justine, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, but not her. It's another one. I don't think God wants me to be with Justine anymore. What you gonna do with Justine? Uh, she'll, she has a whole life ahead of her. You know what I'm saying? Like every other episode, whether even, even, if, even when it was his friend's ex-girlfriend, Theo was on it. So Theo never really mentally committed to women long-term so that's why i'm going with theo huxtable how about you shay how you feel uh wow i didn't even think about that uh that was a good example okay uh probably like we were saying myra like mm, myra okay yeah she was toxic <laughs> like, you think so you think myra was toxic myra was toxic what not myra um laura laura that's what i meant oh, okay i was scared i'm like well dang let me see that Toxicity list is pretty loud. No, no, oh, no. Man. My bad. I meant to say Laura. Okay, okay got you, got you. Why you say why you say Laura? Because her, her back and forth and being like we said, like just going off of external versus internal and being shallow. So I that's that's it. Oh, I mean, listen, I, I can see all the examples of why you would say that. So I do understand. How about you, Dash? Okay, so if I had to say most toxic, I'm going to say Mike, which was Sheila's husband from Why Did I Get Married? And simply because the way that he treated her 
as she was do you get what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you married a plus-size woman yes two people's bodies shift and change yes but the disrespect that he displayed mm-hmm. in front of people and just was never a uh, aid right like the two seat thing i mean that's completely embarrassing enough for her do you get what i'm saying so to right. say okay bye like i'm sorry what type of husband like i'm just confused like you knew she was big when she was getting on the plane right Right, right. you supposed to be sticking beside her and he just was so completely disrespectful and she just needed better and he was just so toxic because it took her standing up for herself and leaving the relationship and getting a good man and putting her foot down on him to where he was like oh my gosh like I messed up I should have kept you around I think he was like having cancer and then that's when he realized like he actually had a good wife when he stopped verbally you know abusing her about her physical that's 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 a good one um he left her uncovered too often and mm-hmm. and, and and that and that is problematic above all especially mm-hmm. if that's your wife and then you're gonna have somebody who you feel is what you want next to you the whole time mm-hmm. that you may be frolicking with as well and that doesn't help either um so yeah definitely um angelica how about you Okay, so I feel like I'm allowed to switch from a show to a movie because they sure. did it. Sure. Okay. So it's gotta be a tie for me between a thin line between Love and Hate, Martin, and Eddie Murphy on Boomerang. Oh no. I need to hear more. Okay. So Eddie Murphy on a thin line between Love and Hate because it was about the impact of somebody uh, pretending to love someone. And although mm. the there was an extreme of, you know, this woman trying to kill him and, you know, his childhood friend, it was just almost like you would never really know how far you can push a person by just trying to portray that you have feelings for them when you really don't. Like, it's all against you, but you never know how serious it is for them. Mm. And I would say Eddie Murphy for Boomerang because Eddie was a player's man, right? Like, oh, okay, I, I need all of this, all of this, all of this. He met this woman, Holly Berry, that really, truly made him happy. But because Robin Givens was intriguing and mysterious and had everything going on, including the financial piece and somewhat of, you know, unattainable, he chased her down, like, literally was trying to give up everything in order to make sure that he could maintain Robin Gibbons, even though he was breaking Halle Berry's heart, like super toxic. So yes, tie for both of those men. Mm. I'm mad we didn't have, um, I'm mad we don't have enough time to, to break down a thin line. But one Honestly. day, one day we're going to do that. Lady J, how about you? All right, so the most toxic I'm bringing it back to black sitcoms. The most toxic male character in a black sitcom to me has been Professor Ogilvy on the Parkers. Wow. How cool. I'm I'm so glad you brought him up. I'm so glad you brought him up. Wow. The Parkers 
was my show when I was younger, but I can't even lie to y'all. Once they put it on Netflix, you know, Netflix had the whole thing, how they're bringing Black sitcoms back. Once they put the Parkers on Netflix, I was upset, right? Because I kind of felt like as a Black woman looking back, at the show, I was so disgusted in how they portrayed Nikki and Kim from yes. Kim being dumb and then for Nikki being so needy. I mean, I know she had a baby young. She was in community college at an older age, but the most toxic character on the show will forever be Professor Ogilvy. And he is so toxic, like typical toxic men. When at the end, he finally decided that Nikki was the one and she was okay with it, I cringed. I'm just like, you waited until she was falling for someone else to see her work because you were now lonely. What happened to little Veronica? You was you loved you some Veronica this whole show, all these seasons. Like Professor Ogilvy, for me, he tops all the tops of the tops of toxicity of Black men on sitcoms. Like, and he wasn't even fine. I'm just like, sir, like nobody could tell me he's not toxic. It's, I hate him. I hate him. I hate how stupid the storyline was for Nikki. I hate how they portrayed her acting to just be with this man. I'm just like, they did Monique so dirty in this show. And like I said, The Parkers was my show growing up, but watching it back and I binged the whole series. I binged that, Girlfriends, um, Half and Half, all of them. As an adult, I was just so like displeased for her. Like, I can't do it. He was toxic. I think we're going to need about 10 entire sessions on each one of these couples. Because as you talk about the Parkers, I'm thinking of Q and Moesha. <laughs> I'm thinking about Frank and D. I'm thinking hey. about all these other, I'm thinking about all these other couples that, that should be spoken about. And the dynamics between all of them, especially Frank, when he had his little son come over and live with, live with people and ain't tell nobody mm -hmm. this time. Man, listen, listen, Hi. man. What? Yeah, we, we, we definitely gonna have to have a separate episode where we take like three relationships out of a time. And, um, you know, so stay, stay tuned for part two of the relationships and sitcoms, man, because we got a lot more to break down. Let's come to that part of the session where we have to close it out. So... Shay, what'd you learn about today based upon what we spoke about and taking a trip down memory lane for these couples and these sitcoms? I think that Black love has still not been fully represented yet. Mm. Um, that's what mm. I'm taking away because from all these different shows, like I still don't see anything where I can completely be like, yeah, like that's what I'm striving for, whatever the case is. Like, I think there's still more work that needs to be done in Hollywood in terms of sitcoms, movies, et cetera, when it comes to Black love. That's interesting. Maybe we should take an epi episode in a session just to take characters from each sitcom and create a show with the, with, with certain people that would fulfill that. You know, because that's, that's an interesting point. Mm, that's interesting. That's interesting. Deja, how about you? How you interpret the show? is how your entire view of I guess of the relationship is so the way that you had said did you look at tyler perry and his wife like how tyler mm -hmm. felt like she was not giving him attention and his wife was cheating on her in the cheating on him in the movie i guess it's just important to look at all views but still women get the short end of the stick 
Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm not gonna disagree with you. They do. Um, Angelica, how about you? What I'm taking away from this session is that effort is effort. Um, mm -hmm. I may not agree with the situation in which the effort is being put forth or agree with the person in terms of whether or not they should even be putting forth effort. But, you know, whether I'm rooting for you or whether or not I disapprove, the mere fact that effort is being put in doesn't mean that I, I can't acknowledge that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's that's a strong point. Effort is effort. Um, you know, perspective will, I guess, formulate if that effort is positive or negative. But definitely, um, those are all great points. Uh, Lady J, how about you? I feel like you got to stay ten toes down when it comes to your standards and what you want. And I mm. feel like every one of these sitcoms that we mentioned and the ones that we didn't, all of them have taught us that in one way or another. Like, whatever it is that you want, you got to stand strong on that. We went through the gamut of men taking women seriously, men not taking women seriously, the cheating, the coming back, the you thinking you want this man, he don't want you until the last hour when someone else wants you. You just got to honestly stay strong on your standards and don't, don't sway from it, right? Because you know what's best for you at the end of the day. Mm, that's interesting because a lot of times we we battle between what we want and what our standards are. Mm -hmm. So that's a, so much of an internal fight that we have. You know, I know, I know yeah, this, my list is my list. You definitely got to stay 10 toes down and you got to fight that internal battle every time you get it. Absolutely. Um, you got to make that two part list. Like on um, Why Did I Get Married? You got to make that two part list. Yeah. Pros yeah, and yeah, cons yeah. and go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Let me see. What did I get from tonight? Uh, perspective is key. Depending on where your mind goes, you can find things that can help you out in any situation. You know, um, most of these shows have an element that you can take something from. It's all about, you know, what you want to gather from it. So perspective is key. And um, where you look in, you can definitely learn something from each relationship, whether it may be minute to you or it can be on a grander scale. But you can always learn something. Just got to keep your eyes open and just be willing to accept the lesson that's in whatever you're watching. This is a great session, man. It definitely took me back down memory lane. I forgot about some of these shows. I'm mad I forgot about Moesha because there's a whole lot to unpack there. But listen, man, this has been an awesome session. Thank y'all for rocking out with us, world. We got Shay, we got Deja Dej, Angelica, Lady J, and of course, yours truly, Coach Ferns. And we out.